Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halachas. We're in Yoradea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Yayin Nesech, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Dalid. We dedicate the learning today, Lilui Nishmas, Tuvia Barabisro Yitzchak, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Bas Itamar, and also for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Ruven Chaim Ben Chana Elka, Shlemenisim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, Miriam Esther Bas Sorigitl, Avigail Brocha Bas Shiradvoira, Shiradvoira Bas Miriam, Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisim Ben Pesia, Jonas Ben Hilda, Leirena Bas Aviva, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulun Ben Soraleya, Chavaliba Bas Mermidvoira, Mazel Bas Zahava, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Yehuda Ben Soramaya Chaim Ben Rachel, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Miriam Soraliana Bas Yehudis Tvoira, Tuvitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehudis Gila, Yafa Bas Dvoira, Dvoira Bas Yafa, Nachman Ben Yafa, we're in the middle of speaking about wine, yainesech, kosher wine, non-kosher wine. Rav Zal says now, Based on what we've been learning so far, based on chapter 60 in the Kudimaran, we'll understand the significance of the cup of wine that's used for birchas hamozayim. There are different customs of what people do regarding benching with a kois. There are some people that even when they have a mezuman, when they have three people, they'll use a kois, a cup of wine for birka samazin. There are some people that'll only do that on Shabbos or Yantif. Generally, what I've seen from my rabbis is, if there's a minion, if you have a minion of people benching together, whether it's Shabbos Yantif, even during the week, when, you, when there's a special occasion, a siyum, any type of thing, it's preferred to have a kois shel bracha, it's called, a cup of blessing. It's something very, very special. The Zohar Kodesh writes a lot about it, and it's a privilege to, to drink wine from the kois shel bracha. And there's a custom, also a halacha, a custom, to send kois shel bracha to the wife something special for the wife to be able to taste from the Kois Shel Brocha. Rav Nelson Zal says, Ki Because we know that food, which is supposed to energize a person, it's supposed to give a person strength and, and wake a person up, but sometimes food has the opposite effect. It puts a person to sleep. As Rav Nelson points out over there in Torah Samach, in the story of Choyne Amagol, this is why, after we finish eating, we have to recite these special brachas. Because, which we call benching, benching wakes a person up from sleep. Because by us blessing Hashem over the fact that Hashem created a certain food and we we broadcast this message that Hashem created everything, that's what turns on and activates the spiritual life energy that's found in that food. And that's related to waking up from sleep. Because what sleep is really all about is that the life of the person leaves. The Gemara refers to sleep as one-sixtieth of death. And we're told when a person goes to sleep, the neshama leaves, the soul leaves. The soul is the battery, the source of spiritual life of the person. However, when we bless Hashem, and we broadcast this message that Hashem created everything we ate, 
By doing that, we activate, we turn on the life, the spiritual life energy that's found in that food. That's a concept of waking up from sleep. And now you'll understand the significance of reciting Birchas Amozain over a cup of wine. Ki Iker His Oyrus Hashena, Hu Daiko Alide Brocha, Alide Hayayin. Because as we just explained, the concept of waking up from sleep is, is accomplished by two things. One is the Brocha, blessing Hashem recognizing Hashem related to this food, and number two is wine. Because as we stressed in the previous year, when you want to sweeten a din, when you want to address negativity, you have to go to the negativity to address it. And wine, we know we learned earlier, wine is red, wine is dinim, and this is what the Gemara says in Psachim. The cup of wine that we're using for Birka Samozin only counts for the good, not for the bad. The Gemara there speaks about the concept of Zugois, that the, the Gemara says there's a concept where if a person drinks two cups of wine, two or four or six, the sitra is able to attach itself to zugois. Zugois means pairs. And this is why the Gemara says a person should avoid zugois. However, the Gemara also says that this applies only to those people who are afraid of this. If a person doesn't think about it at all, it won't harm him. However, there is this concept of zugois, and the Gemara points out that the cup of Birkas Hamozain during the Seder night, that cup is the third cup of wine that we drink. Now, we're going to be having a fourth cup afterwards. So if this is number three, it's going to make the fourth cup number four, which means we're dealing with pairs. The Gemara says, don't worry. The Kois Shel Birkas Hamozain only becomes part of the count for blessing. Not it, not for negativity. Regarding negativity, it's not part of the count at all. It doesn't count. Because although we learned earlier that wine has both sides to it, a positive side and a negative side, and wine can really put a person to sleep if they drink the wrong amount or the wrong way, the Gemara makes it perfectly clear that this cup of wine that you're using, if you're using it for Birkas Hamozain, it will only add blessing. It'll only add positive energy, no negative energy. It'll help awaken the person no negative effects, such as sleep, where the brain shuts down. Because by the fact that we're organizing blessings over this cup of wine, we're reciting the blessings of Birka Samozain while holding this cup of wine, that ensures that the wine is plugging into the side of holiness. And as a result of that, this wine will help awaken the person from sleep, not the opposite. Paragraph A. And this is why the Torah warns us to be careful to guard the wine that a non-Jew shouldn't touch it. The terminology that's used in the Gemara and Halacha is Maga. Mimaga Daiko. Ki Because as we learned in the previous year, touching is with the hands. The hands are associated with Asiya, 
which is the lowest level, like the six days of the week, and therefore, by a non-Jew touching this, they represent the 70 dark faces, which are opposite the 70 faces of light of the Torah, and therefore, by the non-Jew touching the wine, he's drawing the wine towards, in the direction of Asiya, in the direction of sleep, which is a disconnect from the 70 faces of the Torah, from the 70 lights. And this is why the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch tell us that this cup of wine that's being used for Birka Samozim, the one that's holding that wine is supposed to look at the wine. And the wording is, He gives his eyes into it. He places his eyes into it. Rab Nosenthal says, note, Einov Daika, the eye, the, the word, the Hebrew word for eye is ayin, which is 70. Zebechina Shivim Ponim Latoira. This is, relates to those 70 faces of the Torah, Sheklulin Bekois Shalbrocha, which are included in this cup of wine that's being used for Berch Samozin. This yayin, this yayin is 70, this yayin. It represents, it's called Yena Shel Torah, the wine of the Torah, the, the special light, the 70 lights of the Torah. Shezeo Bechinas Hisoyrus Hashena. This is a concept of waking up from sleep. Paragraph Zion. Vialkein Om Rabbi Seinazal, and this is why the Gemara tells us, Psio Gaso Noiteles Moir Enov Shelodom. A person who takes large steps during the week, during the weekdays, when it's not for a mitzvah, it's not for running to shul or running to do a mitzvah, it detracts one five hundredth of the person's vision. And the Gemara says, The way to restore that, to, to repair that, is during the Kiddush Friday night. Because by making Kiddush over wine, we're drawing those seven faces of the Torah, the 70 lights of the Torah. And through this, we sanctify, we elevate the, the light of the eyes. And this explains also why in the Friday night Kiddush, those that say Nusach Sfarad, there are exactly 70 words in the Kiddush. In Vayachulu, there's 35 words, and in the Brachas afterwards, there's 35 words. The Zohar Kodesh points this out. Hainu Bechinas Hashivim Ponim La Torah, corresponding to these 70 interpretations of the Torah. Shenim Shochin Alidei HaKiddush, which we draw upon ourselves by making Kiddush. Shezeo Bechinas His Oyorus Hashena Kaneskaleo. And this is all a concept of waking up from sleep. Person wakes up from sleep, they open their eyes. Sleep is closing your eyes, waking up is opening your eyes. I've mentioned in this, this in the past, but it's an opportunity to quote my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, that when a person is making Kiddush Friday night, we know that the candles are supposed to be on the table. And according to the Zohar Kodesh, a woman is supposed to light two candles. Two times ner, ner is 250, two times ner is 500. And therefore, when we say, when we recite the first part of the Kiddush, the Yoim Hashishi, now note, it starts from Vayere Vayvoiker, Yoim Hashishi, because Yoim Hashishi is the last words of a Pasuk. You can't quit, stop. So you're supposed to say Vayere Vayvoiker silently, and then raise your voice, Yoim Hashishi Vayechulu Hashamayim. 
the first letters of Yoim Hashishi Vayechulu Hashamayim are Yud Kevavke, the name of Hashem. And then when you're reciting that first paragraph up until the bracha, you're supposed to be looking at the candles, at these two candles, which are this 500, which will restore anything that's lacking, any of these 500 units of vision that a person might have lost during the weekdays is restored by looking at the candles. Then when you make the bracha, you're supposed to be looking at the wine. That's when you're placing your eyes into the wine. You're looking at the wine for that bracha and for the following bracha after that. If a person has to look into the sitter, that takes preference. But to be aware that during Kiddush, this is what's taking place. A major, major tikkun for the eyes. Now, Rav Nosan Zalayed's paragraph ches. Take a look at the first one of the 13 stories in Sipurim Isis. The story of the lost princess. There, explains that by drinking wine the wrong way, at the wrong time, a person falls into sleep. Because the viceroy to the king, because he wasn't careful not to drink wine, like the princess told him, this resulted in him falling into a very deep sleep, to the point where he slept for 70 years, which means he slept away his whole life. Ayn Shom Heitev. Study that story well. Because we know that there are people who sleep away their whole lifetime, their whole 70 years. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this over there in chapter 60 in Likut Imran, when he quotes the story in the Gemara of Chayni Amagel, one of the rabbis of the Gemara, who fell asleep for 70 years. Sheomar, and when he woke up, he said, Vadai naimi shivin shnin, I definitely slept for 70 years. This means that the person falls to such a low place spiritually where they disconnect from all 70 connections to the Torah, all Shivim Ponim La Torah, which are referred to as 70 years. As Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this over there in Likut Imran. When, when the Torah tells us, that David Amal says until Shana, our lifetime is 70 years, Rab Nasanzal explains because Hashem wants us during each year to make another connection to one of these Shivim Ponim La Torah. This doesn't mean that people can't live longer than that. It means the base is 70 years. Because that first story in Sipurim Isis is very much related to chapter 60 in Likut Imran. Because Rabbi Nezal told both of them over close to each other. The story was told during the summertime, and that Rosh Hashanah is when Rabbi Nezal gave this shir, Posach Rabbi Shimon, chapter 60 in the Kutimran. V'chein hevinu was, and, and so too the students understood, Shahamaymar hanal shayach l'maysanal, that that chapter in the Kutimran is very, very much related to that story. V'im enei seichelecha, and if you have a brain, if you're intelligent, p'kach enecha, open your eyes, ure'ei and see, and study that chapter on Likute Maran well and study that story well. You'll see incredible, incredible things. How that story and that chapter on Likute Maran are very, very much connected. The chapter on Likute Maran sheds tremendous light on that story. 
ויש רמוזין והסנויצצוס בהמי סהנל מהטוירנל. And in that story, there are all kinds of hints and connections to the chapter in Mikut Imran. אפס קוצאו תראה, אם תזכה ותיתן לבך היטב על זה, וכולו אלוי סירה. It's interesting that Rav Nosson Zal quotes this. We just had this in last week's parsha, when Bolok wanted Bilam to curse the Jews, and Bilam tried once and failed, and tried a second time, where he, he positioned himself where he was looking at the Jewish nation. And then at one point, Bolok realized maybe looking at the whole Jewish nation is too powerful. So he, told him to, he took him to a place where he said, you'll only see some of them, not all of them. And let's see if you can curse them now. So the wording there is, Efes kotseyu tire, you'll see the edge of them. V'kuloi loi sire, you won't see the whole Jewish nation. <clears throat> so now, lahavdil, lahavdil, Rabbi Nosenzal says here, that if you'll study that chapter on the Kutimran well, and you'll study the story well, Efes kotseyu tire, you'll see a little bit, you'll understand a little bit, im tiske, if you're worthy. V'sitein libcho heitev and put your heart into this, meaning study this deeply, put everything you can into it. But to understand it completely, you will not, until the future when Mashiach comes, if you'll be Zoycher. Baruch Hashem. Good question. In Likutei Tfilois, possibly on, chap- on chapter 31, where Rabbein Rabbe Rabbe Nassim will speak about Shabbos, Rab Nassim prays to have many candles on Shabbos. This doesn't mean those, that's besides, in addition to those two candles, remember, that's pre-electricity days. They didn't have electricity. So they lit the house with candles, with lamps. Rab Nassim means that the house should be well lit on Shabbos. That's definitely true. But the, what we call the Shabbos candles, those that are on the table, according to the Zohar Kodesh, it's two candles. There are many people who have customs, they add a candle for each child. There are all kinds of different customs. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld and, and other people I saw also stuck to two candles, according to the Zohar Kodesh. One for Shomar, one for Zohar. All the additional lights in the house should be for the children, for the mother-in-law, for, the, for everyone. Baruch Hashem. Now we go on to Halacha Gimel, which is a larger Halacha, and then Halacha Dalid, which will be a still larger Halacha. Rav Nosson is going to give us incredible insights on the topic of wine. Inyan Yayin Shenesar Bemaga Akum, regarding the fact that wine becomes forbidden when an Anjou touches it, Masha'in Kain Bishum Dovor Sheboilam which does not apply to anything else in the world. No other item that's non-kosher, no, no other item that if a non-Jew touches it, it becomes non-kosher. There is nothing in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, where the thing becomes forbidden, that you're not allowed to eat it, you're not even allowed to have benefits from it, you can't sell it to a non-Jew to, to, for profit just because a non-Jew touched it. This halacha is going to be based on chapter 26 in the second half of Likut Imran. Ayin Shom, study that chapter. Mevoyer Shom, Rabbi Nezal explains over there, that a Jew must stay far away from getting drunk. Getting drunk is not a Jewish thing. The only exception to that rule is Purim, and then it applies to those people who, when they get drunk, they won't do anything wrong. They won't do anything bad. They won't say anything bad. But other than that, all other occasions... Shabbos, Yontif, wedding, bar mitzvah, siyum. Rabbi Nezal warned us to stay far away from getting drunk. If a person is going to drink, a little bit, a little bit. We know that in, in, during Rabbi Nezal's time and during Rabbi Nezal's time, and still today, I believe, in some shuls, on, when it comes to Simchas Torah, before, especially in Chutzloretz, 
where they have Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, two days. So in many shuls, especially among supposed Hasidim, they have on, on, on Shmini Atzeres in the afternoon, they drink, they have a, a suda, a party, they drink a lot, so that that's supposed to lead into the Simcha of Simchas Torah. And Rav Zal spoke about it and said that, that that's not our way at all, at all. In terms of drinking wine, there are halachas related to that regarding women. If the husband is in town or not in town, the answer is it depends on the woman and it depends on the quantity. If it won't make them tipsy, chas then, then it's allowed, you know, with caution. Ki me'at shashtiyo Because drinking a little bit of wine is good, it's beneficial to expand a person's consciousness, to give the person the ability to think bigger and better, especially Baruchnius. Ki hadas melubosh bachasodim. Because Rabbein Azal explains over there, the spheroids of das, chokma bina das, or keser chokma bina, are cloaked in chesed, in the sphere below them, chasodim. And when a person drinks the right amount, limited amount, then the person's brain and the person's consciousness is broadened and elevated. And when there's more das, there's more chesed. Rabbein Azal brings this in several places in Likut Imran, that ki'ikar horachamim tolui bedas, that rachmonis, kindness, is dependent on das, because if a person doesn't have das, their kindness is evil, is achzorius. You can kill a person with kindness. You take a criminal, a murderer, and you be kind to him, you let him out, he'll kill more people. Or a drug addict, you don't control him, he'll kill himself or harm other people. Or a child, you allow a child to eat too, too much sweets, too much junk, or, or other things like that. You're going you're gonna to harm the, the child. But a person who drinks more than the right amount and they become drunk, it has the opposite effect. That arouses the Midas Hadin, judgment, negativity, harshness, and it brings on anger. We know a, a drunk people sometimes behave in terrible, terrible ways. And it, it brings out Hashem, the anger of Hashem. And sometimes it'll activate the gvura of the sitrachra, the yucha And the person can end up doing terrible things. <coughs> Rabbi Nezal goes on to say over there in Likut Imran, Veda, and you should know, Shalidei Shichrus Shoichichin Kol Hamitzvois Voha Azhorois Shetziva Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Hashem. By a, a person getting drunk, that causes them to forget all of the mitzvahs and all of the warnings that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us in the Torah. Ki Moshe Humelubosh Bechol Ever Veever Shal Kolechod Mi Yisrael. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, the Holy Spirit of Moshe Rabbeinu, is cloaked in every single organ of every Jew, every Ba'a. What's the purpose of this? Because it's the divine spirit of Moshe Rabbeinu that's found in every organ of our bodies that reminds that organ of which one of the 248 positive mitzvahs that organ is supposed to be specializing. Ki remach mitzvahs keneged remach evorim because the 248 positive commandments in the Torah correspond to the 248 organs in the body. V'alkein nikro moishe mechoikek and this is why we find towards the end of Chomish Dvarim the Torah refers to Moshe Rabbeinu as mechoikek 
because he brought us the tablets, the ruchas, which are carved out. Chakika means carved out. So Mechikik is a nickname for the Torah. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu is Bigimatria 613. And Moshe Rabbeinu is also referred to as Mechikik, Shehi Gematria Ramach, which equals 248, Shemazkir Remach Mitzvois, because Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who reminds every organ of our body of the corresponding mitzvah that's related to it. Validei HaShichrus And when a person gets drunk, they forget all the mitzvahs. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says in Mishlei, Pen Yishte Veyishkach Mechukok. Be careful, you might drink and forget the Torah, forget the engravement. Mechukok is, is a nickname for the Torah. The, and, and Rabbi Nisal goes on to explain there, the Hislapshus Moshe Be'evorim, Zebiatsmoi Bechinas Hislapshus Hadas Bachasodim. This concept that Rabbi Nisal expresses over there, that Moshe Rabbeinu is cloaked in all of the organs of our body, that's similar to the concept of the Das being malubosh in chasodim, the spheroids of das, and especially das, being malubosh in the sphera under it, which is chesed. Ki Moshe hu hadas, because Moshe Rabbeinu, we know, represents das. Evorim heim ramach, and the number of organs in the body is 248, bechinas avraham ish hachesed. We know that the word Avraham is Bigimatria 248, and Avraham Avinu is the symbol, the man of Chesed, Shehu Gematria Ramach which is the same numerical value as the number of organs in the body, Ayn Sham. Question in the chat, is there any source for putting a bit of water into the wine on Shabbos besides it being a custom? The answer is that there are there's a lot related to this. Number one, one of the halachas, one of the laws regarding the, wa- the cup of wine that's used for kiddush or benching is that you must wash out the cup outside and inside, washing out the outer part of the cup and the inside of the cup with water. And we leave a little bit, a little bit of water in the cup when we do that, a, a little bit of water. That's one thing. Now, I believe it's the Ben Ishchai, and it might go back even earlier than him. The Sifrei Kabbalah, and specifically the Sfarnim, have a custom to pour a drop to prepare. When, they, when they're making Kiddush, they prepare the Kiddush cup, and then on the table they have a cup with a little bit of water, and it is either right before Kiddush or sometimes in middle of Kiddush, before they make the brach on the wine, they pour in three drops of water into the wine. And the reason for this is, we mentioned wine is red, wine is gevurais, wine is dinim usually. Water is an Indian of chasodim, meimei hachesed. And these three droplets of water are intended to sweeten any dinim, any gvurais of the wine. I believe that that's the, the reason for this custom. But again, as far as I know, it's a Sephardic custom. I, I, I don't know that the, any Ashkenazim do this. Any other questions, please? So do women benefit from Harchova Sadas of wine? The answer is, if it's being drunk, Bikdusha properly for Shabbos, for Yontif, at a Simcha of Kedusha? Yes. Yes. I was expecting this question, but one minute. On Shabbos, the wine has no negative gvura. Shabbos is all about chasodim. Study your Ben Ishchai, study the Sifrei Kabbalah to get further details on this item. But again, I know, even though we say on Shabbos there are no dinim, I know that I've seen in these in the Zoyar Kodesh, other places, and, and Rav Nosan Zal speak about it in Mikutei Alochas, there still are some tiny issues that need to be addressed. Question if the three drops are added in after. I, when I mentioned about leaving a little bit of water in the cup, that's for those who don't add water, who are not adding the three drops of water. 
So there is still a little bit, a little bit of water in the cup, very little. While we're on the topic, it's important to leave over in the kois of Kiddush, to leave over a little bit of wine just on the bottom of the cup and to leave that on the table overnight, Friday night, until the next morning. If you're going to be using that cup for Kiddush the next morning, then you rinse it out and start again. But if not, it's important, it's a simon of bracha, to leave that cup of Kiddush on the table over, overnight, Friday night, until through Shabbos by day, through Shabbos by day. Are you allowed to drink it? Because I, I remember learning that water, like a liquids that you leave overnight uncovered is uh, You would not drink it. The purpose is not to drink. The purpose is you're leaving over a simen bracha. Right. You're not finishing it. The, the blessing isn't finished. Like we say in this mirror, sovanu v'hoisarnu. We were filled and we left over. We left over some. That's what it is. But is it permissible because of the, of the, because I heard that liquids that are left overnight. We're afraid a snake might take from it and put poison into it. There is such yeah. a thing. There is a, definitely liquids being left overnight. But here there's definitely, you're not going to be drinking it. You're leaving it over as a simen bracha. Definitely. It's definitely okay. I see someone commented that the Rosh Hashiva of Neri Yisrael instructed the adding the water. So it seems that there are even some Ashkenazic rabbis that do this. I did not see my rabbis, any of my rabbis do it. Good. If a person uses a different cup for Kiddush Shabbos morning, does it still apply? Yes, no problem. But again, to leave over that cup, the, the cup that was used for Kiddush Friday night, to leave that on the table with a little bit of wine in it. I don't think so. I don't think so. A question regarding if you're making Kiddush on wine Shabbos morning, when you finish Kiddush, do you need to leave it over? It's definitely okay. I don't know if you have to the same way as Friday night. No baltashchis at all in pouring out that. We're talking about a very, very small amount, just thin lining at the bottom of the cup, not at all. And you're doing it for a purpose of kedusha, so definitely not baltashchis, chas v'shalom, whatsoever. Why are all you so into wine? We're not supposed to be into wine. Paragraph Aleph. V'zeh b'chinas isur stam yenam. And this will also explain why wine, stamyena means even if we don't know that the wine was used for avodah for idol worship or anything like that, stam wine, wine that's, that's from a goy's possession is off limits for us because we assume that the goy has touched it. Rav Nosanzal says now, because Holy wine is on a very, very high level, as we've been learning throughout here. It brings joy to Hashem and to people. As the Gemara says, If wine brings joy to people, then, then how, how does it bring joy to Hashem? Mikan she'ein oimrim shira el alayayim. The Gemara says from here we learn out that shira song is said over wine. Achayayin tzorich shmira gedoyla beyoiser mi pegam achizas However, wine re- re- requires the greatest degree of protection of watching over it from being damaged by non-Jews attaching themselves to it. Because this is a known fact in Sifrei Kabbalah, She'Yisroel Achidon Be'yemina Va'akum Be'smola That the Jewish people, our connection to Hashem, Kaviochel, is associated with the right side, and the connection of the other nations, they are associated with the left side. Ki Iker Achizas Yisroel Hu Be'bechinas Yemin Bibchinas Chesed, Shubchinas Avroa Misha Chesed, Bibchinas Ramach Mitzasei. The main connection of the Jewish people 
is to that right side, which is Chesed, which is Avraham Avinu, who is the first father of the Jewish nation, who is called Isha Chesed, whose name is Bigematria 248, corresponding to the 248 positive mitzvahs of the Torah. Avlmei Averois, Haboemei Hadomim Horoim, Hanechosim B'Shesag Eden, whereas from sins which are associated with the bad blood, the tummy blood, which is, which is associated with the 365 tendons through which the blood flows, Rechoikim Yisroel Legamri, the Jewish nation by nature are very, very far from sin, from, from the left side, from Gvurais. As Rabbeinazal speaks about this in the second half of Likut Imran, in the beginning of chapter 7, that the Jewish nation, based on where our roots come from, we are the furthest thing in the world from sin. Sins are something totally, totally removed from us. Whereas the non-Jews, their connection is to the left side. They are connected to the negativity on the left side. Such as the blood that's found in the left ventricle of the heart, which is the, the, sot, the place of the Satan, the Yetzirah, Evil thoughts. Shemishom achiz That's where all evil and negativity comes from. Shehu bechinas hanechas bahadomim shebeshesagidim. Such as the 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 evil, the negativity that's associated with the blood that flows through the three hundred and sixty-five tendons. Shemishom nimshochim kol haaverois. And that's the source and the cause of all the sins of those who violate any of the 365 negative commandments. And it's from there that the non-Jews draw. That's their connection. Because they are all rooted in and associated with Esav, who is red. Shehu admoini al shem toikev hadamim horoim shel hashesagidim. The fact that Esav is called red in the Torah because he's associated with the bad blood that flows through those 365 tendons. Shemishom achizosoi. That's his connection. And that's where all the non-Jews that are included in Esav, that's their connection. And that's why Rabbi Nezal says over there in the Kutimran that the Jewish people are the furthest thing in the world away from sin. Sin is the exact opposite of us. Ach, but one second, but we know that Jews do commit sins. How is that possible? All the sins that Jews commit are all due to the connection, the attachment of the non-Jews. Meaning, as it says in Tehillim, when we mix with the non-Jews, when we're in exile, when we're living among the Goyim, we learn from their ways. It's not our way. That's not our way. Bilam said, Hain om levodod yishkoin uvagoyim lo The Jewish nation is a nation that stands alone. We are not included. We're not counted as part of the other nations. We're something totally apart. And when we find ourselves mingling with them, then there's assimilation, and then it's possible for us to learn from their bad ways. Because the Jewish nation is attached to the right side, which is the 248 positive mitzvahs, which are the right. 
melubo bechol ever vever. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, who represents Das, he is cloaked in every single one of those 248 organs. Remember, Moshe, a nickname for Moshe Rabbeinu in the Torah is Mechoikek. Mechoikek is 248. And Moshe Rabbeinu, that Das that's found in every organ of our body, reminds that organ of the body of the mitzvah that's related to it. And that's where we, the Jewish people, draw our life, our energy. Because the main life of a person comes from Das. Wisdom, knowledge, intellect is what gives a person life. When is a person called alive? When they have Chachma Bina Das, when they have Seichel of Kedusha, when they have recognition of Hashem, person who doesn't have that is not called living. They exist like, like a bird, like a tree exists, like, like a rock exists. But the term life, Chaim, the word Chaim is Bigematria Chacham. Chachma Techayabaleho. And Jewish people, by nature, are far, far from sin. That's not our lot. That's not our place whatsoever. And therefore, it would be normal, it would be the right thing for Jews to be constantly and always doing mitzvahs and not committing any sins. However, even though Moshe Rabbeinu is cloaked in every organ and is reminding and warning every part of our body to do the mitzvah, Despite that, Hashem has to still leave the option available that there's choice. You can choose to do mitzvah or chas v'shom, the opposite. Because the main purpose of the entire creation was so that man should have a choice. Meaning, for example, when a person wants to take something from potential into action, from thought into action. A person wants to perform a mitzvah or any dovor shebigdusha. Like Moshe Rabbeinu is sending messages to the person all the time. Do your mitzvah, do your mitzvah. Azai takev kisharoitze laasis ha-mitzvah. Ulohitze mikoyach ha-poyal. Azai misoyrin ha-meniyas. Vahahizgarus the moment Moshe Rabbeinu starts sending messages to that organ to do your mitzvah, do your mitzvah, at that same moment, the forces of evil, the obstacles, and the sitrachra, which come from the negativity in the blood that's flowing through the 365 tendons, which is where the goyim are attached, now Rab Nosanzal is going to go into a whole beautiful explanation of how anything is accomplished in this world. What's the methodology for accomplishing anything? And he's going to explain each step of the way and where the Sitrachra comes in. And maybe we'll hold it over here because this is opening a new. He's going to give a beautiful, clear explanation regarding Machshava Dibur Maise, how it works, where the Sitrachra is involved, and, and how, how we can accomplish things. And tomorrow's Erev Shabbos, we'll take this up in the, pre, in the next year. Any questions, please? A question that's raised that isn't it true that men are are associated with the right side and women associated with the left side. Are Jewish women closer to non-Jews than Jewish men? I don't know whether we can say that, 
But there's no question that it's true, that the man represents chesed, the woman represents gevura. And it's written that that's, that's one of the reasons why the snake approached Chava. He didn't approach Adam, because he knew that Chava was closer to the Nachash and more vulnerable. That's why the, the Torah says, Kol basmelech penima that a woman has to be guarded, just like we're talking here about guarding the wine, watch over that wine, because we learned earlier wine is malchus, and malchus is the lowest sphere on the totem pole, it's the closest one to the sitrachra. So to the woman is malchus, <coughs> and the woman, ragleho yordois moves, it says her feet go down to death, her feet refers to the woman. The Gemara says a person should sell everything they own to buy a good pair of shoes. And the Gemara says a person should sell everything they own and marry a Bas Talmud Chacham. So the wife is a good pair of shoes. <coughs> and, and the shoes are what make contact with the ground, with the floor, with the dirt and everything. And therefore they are vulnerable. And, and that's why the Torah says, That's why as much as it's important for a man to stay inside, not to go out, not to be too outgoing, to mix with the world. We see here, we mix with the non-Jews, we learn from them. So a Jew in general is supposed to be reserved. Stay, stay in the base medrash, in the house, in the shul, whenever you can, whenever you can. There are times that a person has to go out. When they go out, they require shmirah. That's why we have the mezuzah on the door. A person leaves their house, you put your hand on the mezuzah, you kiss the mezuzah for protection. I'm going out into the field. Hashem should protect me. And, and women, even more so, require this shmirah. And that's why, again, the woman, whenever possible, stay indoors, stay protected, covered, covered physically, covered, protected, because of this vulnerability. Ashreinu, Ashreinu, that we're learning these holy words, I forgot something very important. Today is the yard site of the Oyer HaChaim HaKodesh, Rabbi Chaim Ben, Reb Moshe, Rabbi Chaim Ben Atar, who wrote one of the most famous commentaries on the, on the Chumash, on the five Chumashim, and who lived during the time of the Baal Shem Toiv, and it was known that the Orachayim HaKodesh and the Baal Shem Tov were like the sun and the moon, the two lanterns of the world, and if they could get together, they could bring Moshiach. And this is one of the reasons why the Baal Shem Tov wanted desperately to get to Eretz Yisroel when the Orachayim HaKodesh was there so that they could meet. Unfortunately, we weren't Zeicher, they didn't. But the Orachayim HaKodesh is buried on Harazesim, on the lower, very lower, lower part of Harazesin, thousands of Yidin go there on the yard side today. He should be a melech story for all of us. We should be zeichet to light, and we should be zeichet to life, and to the Gula Shlema.